every Arizona homeowner's best friend for 30 years. And it all has to do with you. Thanks for tuning in. It's Rosie on the House. Good morning, y'all. Beautiful Arizona Saturday morning. Your Saturday morning tradition. For 30 years. Every homeowner's happy place. We have got a great show lined up for y'all today, as we always do every Saturday morning. It's what we work at all week long. It's trying to bring y'all the most entertaining, informational, educational show possible. For your weekend wake-up call. In the month of May, we've been talking about garages all month long. What that overhead garage door should do for you, what it should look like, how it should operate, how you cool the garage. You don't have to live with a 140-degree garage anymore. You can live with an 80-degree garage. I'm at Sanderson Ford this morning. There's more than a couple vehicles here. I'm going to beg Jennifer to let me come home and put in my garage. Wow, did you see that 5.0 GT silver Mustang at the front door? I saw you drooling over there. Yeah. Can you go put my name on it, please? (laughs) Uh, the 150s are gorgeous. Almost makes me tempted to trade in the Raptor, but I'm not going to do it. I love my Raptor. Uh, we're here, and it is their Memorial Day weekend, and more cars are sold on Memorial Day weekend than any weekend in the world. And Sanderson sells more cars in May than the entire month of the year. But you know what? Memorial Day weekend, they're closed Sunday and Monday. They're always closed on Sunday, so the employees can spend time with their family in time of worship. And Monday, they'll be closed to honor the fallen, what Memorial Day is supposed to be about. So that's the kind of service, that's the kind of attention to detail, that's the kind of community involvement you've got from Sanderson Ford, celebrating their 63rd anniversary. It's the biggest sale they've ever had. Come on out. We're here all morning long. We've got a a water drive going on with the Salvation Army. Uh, if you come, bring a flat of water, and we'll appreciate you, and thank you for that. We'll give you tickets to Wet and Wild, half-price tickets, two-for-one tickets at Wet and Wild. So come on down to Sanderson Ford, shake my hand, introduce yourself, let me show you to a car or two, get you in a, in a, uh, collect a flat of water from you, and we'll be all set. We will be talking garages a little bit later today, in particularly about uh, getting them stored. We've talked about getting the door fixed. We've talked about getting them cooled. We've talked about finishing the floor. Now we've got to get organized so it doesn't turn back into a storage closet, and it remains truly a functional garage. 8 o'clock, we've got Arborist coming in, talking about trees, as we always do. That'll be a good story. We were in Happy Jack, Arizona yesterday, and... A lot of sad tree stories up there, 11,000 acres of burned ponderosa pines. And I tell you what, the homeowners I met up there whose homes we walked over, literally just a, a, a lot of silver and black ash and charcoal, and their spirits and their smiles and their take of the whole thing just gave me energy for all next week. I just couldn't believe how positive they were. And 
I have to tell you, I'm not sure I'd have taken it that well, knowing that 11,000 acres, those 32 homes burned to the ground, and those 40-plus other structures that were destroyed were all the result of an illegal campfire not properly extinguished. Mm. I I would still have a little burr under my saddle about that. But they did not. So... Sonia and Larry and Mark and Bob, those all of you that I met up there, it was just your spirits truly lifted me for the entire week. All right, let's swing around and dial in and focus here on the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, as you all know, it is our people, places, and things of Arizona. Well, we have got a place to talk about. Jennifer, you've posted a couple photographs on Facebook. I have. Right, right there this morning, about five minutes ago, family pictures of being at did, did, did we ever decide what year that was? It was 1998. 1998. It's Castle Hot Springs. It's uh, northwest of Lake Pleasant, down a 20-mile dirt road. And it was originally built in the 1800s. And the owner at that time opened the – it was closed to the public. And they opened it up to us for a family reunion. We went out there for a day and absolutely had a blast. Well, I don't know that you've heard, but Castle Hot Springs is being reborn. So we've brought the director of marketing for Castle Hot Springs, Mr. Steve Sampson, in this morning. Talk to y'all this morning about one of the most historic, storied properties in the entire state of Arizona. Steve, thanks a million for coming in. Rosie, Jennifer, thanks for having me. Oh man, now how did you get this gig? <laughs> Our company, West Rock Hospitality, we own and operate the Hotel Valley Ho. We rebuilt Mountain Shadows. We also operate the Sanctuary Camelback Mountain. And we're a local company, so you could say that this is what we do. We restore iconic, great historic hotels. And oh, I'm not man. sure I'm not that sure if so Castle awesome. Hot Springs was a coincidence or not, but it fits the mantra of what we do. It sure does. The story of the hotel dates back to... Well, it dates back way before it was built in 1896. I mean, for centuries, unmeasurable amounts of times, it was a medicinal healing ground for Native American tribes, particularly Yavapai and Tonto Apache Indians. In October of 1867, a band of robbers raided a mining camp south of Prescott, which was the territorial headquarters. We weren't even a state then. A group of cavalry officers from Fort Whipple gave chase through the Bradshaw Mountains and caught them a day later right at the hot springs. Uh, They went back, and word of mouth happened, and a wealthy land developer, a guy named Frank Murphy, who at the time owned the Congress Mine, which was the most heavily produced mine in Arizona, he ended up buying it and building it as a luxury resort. And it opened in 1896, and throughout the early 20th century, mid-20th century, it was the Arizona Biltmore. It was the Sanctuary Camelback Mountain. It was one of the more desirable resort destinations in the world. Not easy to get to. <laughs> well, especially back I mean, then. You, I mean, you had to work to get there. Well, it's, it's, it's call it a little difficult now because when you go up to Lake Pleasant, you go five miles of paved road, and you're on dirt road for seven miles. But back then, Lake Pleasant didn't open until 1924 in the Waddell Dam. Back then, you would take a train for days across country. You'd get into Wickenburg and Morristown. You would get off, and you'd get on a stagecoach. And the stagecoach would take five hours through the mountains to finally get to Castle Hot Springs. So for a lot of people, they were traveling days by train and horses just to get to this destination. That's incredible. And the list of celebrities we'll get to later, and and 
and dignitaries and, and, you know, global names that everybody will recognize, the amount of people that would make the trek to get there. And it was really the medicinal qualities of the water is what drew people there. I guess the solitude as well. You know, you look at a lot of hot springs around the world, and they, they're they medicinal, and they've got high contents of sulfur, high contents of lithium. This particular hot springs is very light in those mineral contents, and it's very medicinal. It comes out of the ground at 120 degrees and has been for years. I mean, it's actually it's a it's a 10,000 foot deep cistern in the ground, so it's over two miles deep. Wow! This thermal fissure, but it doesn't have the sulfur and it doesn't have the lithium. So you could actually take your your water cup and go up to this hot springs, pour it under there, let it cool. And then you could just drink it as is. And we plan on doing that. We're going to be bottling, bottling the Castle it. Hot Springs water. It's going to be in the room for guests. And as I've shared with you, too, one of the big stories that we have is that we are building the Castle Hot Springs Brewery on property. We're going to be making our own beer, and we're going to be calling it Lithium Lager as well as some IPAs. But that water is going to make this pure uh, beer that we're going to have. Now, that's a hoot. So y'all ended up with the property when? In 2016, um, you know, if you look at the history of this property, it was owned number of different owners. The, the original owner Murphy had it probably for about 30 years until he passed away. And he was he was governor. His or, brother, or, or the family of the governor. Well, you know, yeah. you know, you, you always wonder about that story. You know, I. I <laughs> I haven't peeled back the layer of the onion quite much on that, but this guy Murphy was very well-to-do, and he bought all that land as well as a lot of other land around there. It was a territory, not a state, so he had his brother, Warren Oates Murphy, installed as governor, McKinley, installed him as governor, and in 1898... um, Murphy, the governor, relocated the territorial headquarters from Prescott to Castle Hot Springs during the winter months. So he would set up there office you go. <laughs> And because of that, he it was right around that time, the late, 18, uh, late 1800s, he had the first telephone in the state of Arizona installed at Castle Hot Springs so he could conduct business. The first telephone in the state. And the booth is still there. It's still there. It's in the main lodge right next to the bar. <laughs> and we're actually putting in a – we're going to put in a, a, a pay phone there, um, and people can make calls if they want. But it's right there right next to the bar. Gosh. Well, I, re- I remember seeing it. It had a lot of intrigue to it. There were still some old yellow pages in there. I mean, date back decades that were just piled up on the floor. When we when we visited the property, I mean, it, it hadn't been touched. You you had the Murphys own it, and then it transferred to? Well, it actually, uh, a Wall Street investor by the name of Thomas Fortune Ryan came in for health reasons. He wasn't doing well. He was very, very wealthy uh, Wall Street investor, and he came in in the late 1920s, early 30s, and he came there just to recuperate, but having been there just for a couple of days, he bought it, just went out and wrote a check and bought it. And fortunately, he passed away just a couple of years after that. And then the people that bought it right after that, coincidentally enough, I was in contact with just two weeks ago. Out of the blue, somebody called me and said, my relatives own this place in the 1930s. And they gave me the name, and I had never heard the name. So I journeyed up to their house up at the Boulders, an old woman, and she had a whole thing of 
photos oh, as well as man. as well as these menus from Christmas Look dinner 1930. Oh. And uh, she graciously let me borrow them. We were making uh, copies of them, and uh, these things happen all the time. I'll, I'll be sitting at the office, and all of a sudden somebody will call me, and they'll start talking about how grateful that they are that that we are redoing this property. And oh, then it's by been the sitting in- idle out there for how many days? ASU had it for a little while, and there's been three or four failed attempts at doing what y'all are doing this this is huge this is going to be so great we're talking about the rebirth the rejuvenation of the historic castle hot springs originally opened in 1896 we're going to come back with more history of castle hot springs and stories about what their plans are for the property with director of marketing for the castle hot springs mr steve sampson right after this And thank you for tuning in this morning to Rosie on the House in our Arizona People, Places, and Things segment of the program here in the 7 o'clock hour. We're honored to have Director of Marketing for Castle Hot Springs, iconic historic lodging facility and property right here in the great state of Arizona. Steve was talking a little bit about the history of the property. What, you know, people that have never been there, you know, I, I, I've been here since 65, and I had kind of rode motorcycles by it and was always curious about what it was and would hear rumors in the neighborhood about what it was. And it's a, a hot spring coming out of the side of the hill. And you think, oh, well, that's nice, a little squirt hose and stuff like that. How many gallons does it produce? It's been measured at 200,000 gallons a day, <laughs> at times more. I mean, I, I, I've read accounts going back into the early 1900s where they had it at 300,000. So it's been varying, but it's been coming out at that. And it doesn't bubble out of the ground like bubbling crude Jed Clampett and Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> it actually comes out at like a waterfall out of the rocks. And uh, there's a number of big natural pools that are up there. Um, and it comes out at 120 degrees, so that's rather warm. So you're not going to be in that for a long time. But medicinally speaking, it's probably very good for you. But right from that natural pool, we have another one where it kind of disperses off. It's a much bigger pool where the water will cool down a little bit. I, I, and I anticipate that's going to be the real popular soaking pool. We'll, we've built a, a large cabana, change house, and refreshment area. We've got a grotto, this rock-filled grotto where you go in and basically the water's cascading over you. So you can sit there and relax. You can have a beverage and then soak in the springs. But then that water further cascades down the hill. And it actually is piped into what we have. We have these spring bungalows. They're these beautiful, luxurious 525-square-foot casitas. And they, they have large, oversized tubs with an open roof. So you flick a spigot, that water from the hot springs comes into this big into tub. Into your tub. And you soak under the stars at night. No roof. It's beautiful. It's oh, absolutely man. incredible. Are you making all this up? No, 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 <laughs> no. When can we put in our reservation? <laughs> oh. Believe me, I get that question all the time because I'm chomping at the bit to get this reservation system open. Everybody wants to get in, and everyone wants to be part of that first weekend <laughs> and all that stuff. And we are going to be opening up reservations soon. But that water then, in, in addition to going into those guest units and also irrigating our organic farm. We've built a large farm there, uh, and all the fruits and vegetables are going to be into the restaurant, as well as uh, weekly farmer's markets. But 
when the property first opened in the 1800s, it had some sort of small pool. But in 1917, the owners built a huge pool. It's At one point, it was the largest pool in the state of Arizona up until, I think, Big Surf came along in Tempe. Isn't that, isn't that hilarious? It's 125,000 <laughs> gallons. It's nine feet deep in the deep end, which you never see at a hotel. And that water from the hot springs comes into the pool constantly filters so i haven't done the physics on it but i'm anticipating that that water temperature will remain a constant 90 degrees or so which means if you're swimming at night in january into the stars you're just gonna love it oh just floating <laughs> gravitational free floating and and it's it's a night sky uh, i mean you're miles from any city light certified international dark sky area north of uh, lake pleasant and we've had some incredible photography there's a there's a guy not doesn't live too far from here his name is patrick raps and he's a renowned uh, night sky photographer and he's been out a number of times when we had that supermoon a couple of yeah, uh, yeah. months ago he was out a couple of weeks ago getting an early morning picture of the milky way you just don't see that when you're in Scottsdale or Glendale or Peoria or anything like that. So a number of our cabins are actually called Sky View Cabins, and they're large units with the large oversized tubs, but they all have that southwest facing, and each of those accommodations are going to be equipped with a telescope. And how I know you is through Steve Cates, Dr. Sky. Dr. Sky. Dr. Sky is going to be with us uh, uh, on occasion doing astronomy um, seminars. That. That's the night we book. Okay. <laughs> well, we plan on having them on a frequent basis, oh. as well as astronomers from Lowell Observatory. There's a tremendous amount of interest in this story, Rosie. I mean, it's the history, but it's coming. people coming out of the woodwork are really the amazing amount of people that remember this place from way back, and it's their parents and their grandparents. So it's... Um, well, you know, the, the time we visited, and folks, if you all want to see what it used to look like in 1998, we were invited to open it up for our family reunion. If you want to see a true smile, you're going to see a man sitting in one of the pools whose grin is actually originating from the marrow of his bones. That's my dad, and that's the way that man lived life. I wish I, 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 wish I could smile from the core of my very being like he could smile. He always was enjoying life. And, boy, that day we had at Castle Hot Springs is still one of the most memorable family event days we've ever had. But we've got a minute to tell me about the flag at the top of the hill. <laughs> Salvation Peak. <laughs> you know, the flag, American flag, is, is flown up there uh, I, going back to the early days. And it has the special exemption so that you don't have to have it lit. You don't raise it or lower it. Um, and the Boy Scouts of America for years maintained it. So out of curiosity, I went up there a couple months ago with a friend, uh, John Heckenleibel, who's listening right now. And we went up there and at the bottom of this flagpole, at the top of this mountain, it looked like Willie Nelson's bandana. It was the last remnants of the flag that was there from 1976. So we wow. took it we took it off, as you do with uh, old flags like that. And we're going to be putting up a new one in October. We, we have more to tell you about this flag on the top of the peak. There's a foot race. It was last won by a Wrangler. I heard he did it in cowboy boots. We'll verify that when we get back. Having a true Arizona People, Places, and Things conversation this morning. Glad you're joining us here at Rosie on the House. We're here with Steve Sampson, Director of Marketing for the Castle Hot Springs Resort, bringing an iconic lodging 
piece of property and facility back to probably a higher level of glory than it was even in its opening day of 1896. Y'all are doing some fabulous things up there. It's, you know, it's a labor of love, and I say that honestly. All the people that are affiliated with this project are locals, and they all have worked other projects, but there is really an enthusiasm that I've never seen before. I've been in this business for 30-plus years, but people are, are you were involved. At, you were at the point. You were at the Biltmore. You were at Boulders. We oh, the, up the Boulders. We opened up the Boulders. Property. Well, West Rock is <laughs> West Rock's old company was Carefree uh, Resorts. We had the Boulders. We had the Peaks in Telluride, Colorado, some uh, Carmel Valley Ranch, great, great properties. And the principles of uh, West Rock uh, uh, or Carefree Resorts started West Rock, and they immediately redid the sanctuary Camelback Mountain, uh, bought Hotel Valley Ho, restored that, and then scraped Mountain Shadows to the ground, which yeah. had been a five-star, and rebuilt that and opened last year. And here comes Castle Hot Springs. Oh, that. That is so awesome. So we were talking about the race from the pool to the top of the peak where the American flag flies 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, above Castle Hot Springs. The story I heard is the last winner of that race was a cowboy, and he ran up there in his cowboy boots. Head Wrangler. I'm not sure about the cowboy boots, but... You've made the trail. I have it. And, and you know, what I what I heard on that was they did it in like 45 minutes. And you're right, they did it every year. Uh, <laughs> but I, it took me a lot longer than 45 minutes, and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And you on. weren't in cowboy boots, <laughs> no, were you? No. Oh, I have not I have not made it to the I peak. I was probably 30 years older than the Wrangler, oh, too. Oh, the, the, the day we did celebrate it, I, I started the hike up with, a, you know, a couple of my... I think I had my nieces and nephews with me, but... We couldn't get them encouraged to take it to the top, but it wasn't the kind of trail that you'd want to take in cowboy boots, that's for sure. Well, let's look, let's talk just a little bit about the historic nature of the people that y'all have had at that property. You know, throughout the early 20th century, this was a vacation retreat for very affluent families. There were a lot of private homes that were on property, the Vanderbilts, the Roosevelts, uh, Lodges, Cabots, uh, Wrigley's. Um, I mean, it, think it, of the logistics of these people getting there. Well, you know what? I just stumbled across <laughs> a, a, couple, a couple of weeks ago. I do a lot of archival reading, and uh, before it was the Arizona Republic, it was the Arizona Republican. And they did something that you would never do today. They would publish who was coming into the Valley or who was coming into Phoenix. And so once a week on a Wednesday or so that they would have, here's coming, who's, here's who's coming to Castle Hot Springs. And you'd, you'd see Roosevelt, Hyde Park, New York. So that was the Franklin Delano wow. Roosevelt side. The Theodore, now he was president. Theodore Roosevelt was president at the time, but he's Oyster Bay. Franklin and Eleanor were Hyde Park. So this was before he was president, but he, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, as many people knew, but didn't know then, had, had health problems with polio. And he used to go to Hot Springs, Arkansas, to, uh, all through his presidency to, to soak and recuperate. So he made his initial visit to Castle Hot Springs probably in 1907-1908 and they were frequent uh, guests uh, every year as well as a lot of these families the fire took place in 1976 it burned a lot of the records so a lot of this stuff that we have is back from the old Arizona Republic Arizona Republican one of the big stories that we do know is that uh, right after World War II Castle Hot Springs was converted over to a World War II rehabilitation hospital for uh, veterans who had been injured John F. Kennedy, 
right after PT-109. He had hurt his back. He came and actually lived at Castle Hot Springs from January to April of 1945. The, there's a building there called the Kennedy well, Center, well, right? we, or it we, was back then. It, well, it's the Administration Lodge, okay. the Administration Building. We've renamed it the Kennedy Lodge. Okay. Uh, and uh, it'll be, it's been restored exactly the way it was. As a matter of fact, there was an old, huge safe in the building when we started restoring. We took the safe out so to do the rest of the work as you would do in home repair. <laughs> and we opened up that safe, and the, inside that safe was a American flag that was flo- fo- folded in the triangle, a military style. We unwrapped it. It was in mint condition, but we all looked at it, and it was like, there's something a little different about this flag. And we ca- it was only... How it many was, stars? It was the 58 stars. So it was, <laughs> it was pre-1959, pre-Alaska, pre-Hawaii, uh, and that will be displayed under glass in the lodge when we open. Oh, man. Well, even when we were there in the 90s, I mean, we were rummaging through the back of the Kennedy Center, and we found little receipts that were dated back in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s. Just, I mean, it, the property had really just been abandoned for decades. Now, you've got something in your hands here that I've just got to hear. This is a dinner menu from the 30s? 19, it's Christmas dinner, December uh, Thursday, December 25th, 1930, and Friday, December 25th, 1931. This is when uh, uh, his name was Nat Head. These are the people that I just discovered a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, you know, you look at the, the menu, and it's, a, you know, essence of beef and tasse, um, uh, oxtail soup, grilled tenderloin uh, steak, unjoined baby chicken, Hawaiian pineapple fritters. I mean, uh, okay. Okay, okay, just think about what it takes <laughs> to get a fresh pineapple to Castle Hot Springs in the 1930s. Just the logistics of that. Uh, at Christmas. At Christmas. <laughs> I, you know, I could see the beef. You, you could make arrangements for that yeah. to be fairly easy to reach out to and, and find. But a pineapple. So the, the refreshments they were serving. I mean, even today, the logistics of keeping your guests adequately supplied is going to have a challenges. A lot of the... Like Peddler's Son, one of my favorite people who do produce delivery all over the valley, they're a little reluctant to make their uh, their truck uh, to go up there. It's well, it's one of the reasons that this place always had a farm. Uh, so a lot of the heirloom fruits and vegetables went to the restaurant, and that will be the case this year. The farm's already started. We've got these two genius, they're not even 30 years old, from the University of Arizona. They're our, our agronomists, and they're planting all these incredible varieties of fruits and vegetables uh, uh, Buddha hand lemons, which are bizarre-looking hands of uh, fruit, and it, it, incredible, incredible things for this farm. That, and as our chef says, our menu will not be this big book that you will see every day. It'll be something that's created daily, based on what is fresh and. Uh, perfect at that time so when we come out with kale it means that that kale is ready that day when we have a couple of heirloom tomatoes on the menu that night it's because they were perfect that day we're also blending our own brand of a uh, bloody mary mix we're going to take a blend of these heirloom tomatoes find out which ones are the best ones and blend uh, a castle hot springs bloody mary mix we'll have all sorts of uh, products uh, based on our farm there i mean when your reservation portal opens uh, you, people are good. It's, it, it'll be like trying to get a hiking pass to Havasu Falls. Bigger, badder, and louder. Golly. It, we have right now, as a matter of fact, you mentioned your Facebook page, our Castle Hot Springs Facebook page. People are just gravitating to it. And I ask people to send an email to me if they're interested in making reservations. 
since we can't take them right now to be put on a list for special offers. And I think I've already got like 1,600 people who have reached out, and I invite more to. Because and you can only accommodate how many there's only at be, one time? There's only going to be 32 accommodations. It's going to be a luxury resort. 32 rooms, 64 people, or 32 people? Thirty. Well, it's 32 rooms. Conceivably, it could be even 70 people because okay. one of the accommodations is a three-bedroom home. Okay. Um, right. So, you know, conceivably, we're looking at, you know, a full house of maybe about 70 people. Some would call that boutique-ish. Very much boutique, yeah. You know, Someone call it niche. It's, that, I it's, mean, that you're dialing it down right there. Well, yeah, but it's going to th- it's going to be a place that appeals to many different uh, people because you know I look at it like you know you're going to clamor into the resort. You're going to grab your towel. You're going to rush up to this hot springs. You're going to jump in, and ten minutes later you're going to be like, now what? We are filling this place with activities, and we're, we're basing this. Not, it's not going to be a spa resort, but it's going to be a wellness retreat. We're also going to be focusing on adventure activities. Obviously, the landscape of the Bradshaw Mountains lends itself to that. And so, you know, there's going to be all sorts of activities. I mentioned Dr. Sky and yeah, the, the astronomers. Yeah. There'll be all sorts of things to do, or you can just sit by the pool, have a margarita, read a book, write a book, and, uh, you know, just enjoy the facility. But we're always going to have things happening, and we're going to custom make that. Where When you make a reservation at Castle Hot Springs, it won't just be going online and doing it. You're going to be actually calling afterwards and talking to somebody, or we're going to call you, and we're going to make sure we're going to check what you want to do, what your interests and activities are, and we're going to custom create weeks with different activities. If nobody is interested in astronomy and looking at the stars, we may not have it going that week, but if people are interested in yoga, if people are interested in pottery, if people are interested in archery, we're going to have activities custom created all through the week for people's stay. Well, you're bringing an iconic, historic piece of property into the new future. If if I could have one suggestion, I would put like a digital scrambler umbrella over it and not let anyone bring their cell phones. Well, you're exactly right because are y'all gonna do that? It's digital detox. Oh, and if you man, if that's you, awesome. If you haven't turned off your phone for a couple hours, you'll understand what that means. But you know that we want this place to be unique. We do, we don't want it to be just like any other hotel or resort in the valley. We want it to be. And right now, there is no cell phone. You go up there, there's no service. Now we are perfect. We are going to have. <laughs> wireless in the lodge because we realize that there's emergencies that are going to happen people need to make the call but there'll be no televisions in the guest rooms there'll be no cell phone signals once you go up by the pool you're not going to hear a ringing phone so there's not any devices you're going to be coming in touch with yourself you're going to be taking advantage of all these activities and really kind of stepping back in time the music that's going to be playing when you're sitting by the pool will be music from the 20s 30s and 40s we'll have old black and white films that'll be playing at night and it really will be kind of stepping back into that grand time that Castle Hot Springs was at its peak. This is going to be spectacular. So we haven't even mentioned when you're thinking about opening the reservation portal. When when are y'all going to be open for biz? We are joining an organization. We're an independent hotel, as all our properties are. We will be joining an international organization called Small Luxury Hotels of the World. They're, they specialize in boutique hotels and very high end. And so we will be putting our reservation system, sounds complicated, through them. We anticipate that all happening by about mid-June. But that list that I just mentioned where people are, uh, will contact me, we are going to reach out to those people in advance because I've had requests 
tearful requests oh, of people I saying, I have to be there this weekend because it's our wedding anniversary, and I'm going to honor those. I want to make sure that, that the local people of Arizona are going to get the first taste Steve, of this. Good for you, Steve. That's awesome because you can have people coming from all over the world we to experience this. A lot of Europeans, once they discovered, and they will, uh, the word of mouth on this is going to spread tremendously, but there's a lot of people in the local Arizona area that this means a lot to, and we want to make sure that they have the opportunity to experience this resort. So between now and the time you do open a portal, for people who just want to see a little bit more about what y'all are doing, where would you direct them? I'd go right to our Facebook page, Castle Hot Springs. I, uh, I would also go to our website, castlehotsprings.com. Right now, it's just the first page. It's a landing page. You know, the properties, as you know, in your business, it's under construction, so we don't have all the great photography that we will, but we will in a couple of months. The grass is just starting to come in. The farm is taking shape. The bungalows and cabins are all starting to come in. We'll have our furniture moved in in a couple of months, and later on, by the end of summer, we'll be able to update the website with uh, better photography. But right now, the Castle Hot Springs uh, Facebook page has a lot of the historic photos as well as some of the new ones too and also our instagram page uh is is pretty well filled with great photos too arizona homeowners put it on your bucket list castle hot springs we're here finishing the interview with director of marketing for castle hot springs mr steve sams i can't tell you how much i appreciate you coming in and sharing what y'all's plans are and what you're doing up there that's Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. You're, you. You've fulfilled a bucket list for me. I never thought I'd be on a home improvement show. My <laughs> wife my wife is very happy now, too. All right. Good, good. I'll, we'll, we'll give you a, a wrench and a hammer to go home with. You get started on something. Thank you, Rosie. Okay. Very good, Steve. Thanks for being All right, y'all. Stay tuned and hang on. We're going to talk that about the exclusive Sanderson Ford Arizona Staycation when we're back right after this. Woohoo is right. I love her little woohoo. Woohoo! Traveling all over Arizona here this morning. We just finished a fantastic interview with the director of marketing for Castle Hot Springs, Mr. Steve Sampson, talking about all they're doing to bring that piece of property back to beyond even its glory that it was in when it opened in 1896. It's going to be absolutely a spectacular one-of-a-kind type of experience, and it's right here in the great state of Arizona, just 30 miles out of downtown Phoenix, really 30, 35 miles at the most, maybe. Um, what we didn't get to talk about, which I'm going to have to bring Steve back to, it's not open to the public. It is a, it is a private lodging resort with just 32 accommodations. But the brewery is going to be outside the main gate, and there will be a place that the public can come and experience. Well, the, I thought that too, Hotspurs. because he also mentioned weekly farmers markets. So, but that's that's who's be providing the food for the lodging. It's not like they're going to have a weekly farmer market on the property. I don't believe. Mm, okay, we'll have to ask him to clarify because okay. that's not what I heard. All, All right. right. So it's going to be a, a great resort. There, we'll, we'll have Steve on again and visit some more as they approach their opening in, in October. So It would be fun just to go through all that stuff and see what was left, like a little gold mine out there. Yes. Drove in last night from Happy Jack. I ran up to uh, Happy Jack on Thursday afternoon uh, after being requested by several of our listeners and uh, uh, clients from here in the valley that have homes up in in Happy Valley about uh, Happy Jack about uh, what I could do maybe to mobilize a crew because the area is remote. I mean it's it's 
20 plus miles, 30 miles from Payson. It's 40 miles from Winslow. It's an so, hour from Flagstaff. Any little markets close by? Or? Yeah, Clint's Well is it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's one gas station and, and, and one cafe. And, 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 I mean, the nearest hardware store, I think, is Pine Hardware down in Pine, Arizona. And that's 35, 40 minutes away. So, it's going to be, uh, it's, uh, well, they've, they've built a lot of properties there over the years. There's a lot of properties there. There's 32 that have actually been burned to ash. It's just absolutely heartbreaking to walk through somebody's house where you see the, the little metal frame of a mattress with the coil spring and just, you know, shreds of ash and hmm. cotton hanging off of it and the frame of a reclining chair, you know, the, the skeleton of a, Polaris razor, uh, a Jeep, absolutely just burned to the ground, nothing left except the body. And I was so uplifted by the spirits of the homeowners I met there. I just, I, I, I just couldn't have been more impressed with their attitude about the whole thing. I thought you'd so, come back all beat up. Yeah, no, I, it, it was really, it was, it was beat up to see. I mean, uh, house after house after house just piles of coal and ash uh if you have a home up there me and my certified contractor out of prescott tom riley of renovations are trying to meet with the insurance companies we have met and visited with the coconino county is just being stellar about this whole thing they're waiving the permit process they're expediting permits if you're not matching your exact same footprint. If you are matching your exact same footprint, they're not making you go through a permitting process at all. So they're just being champs about it. A, company, a group called Team Rubicon is going to be up there next weekend, and they're a group of veterans who move into these catastrophic areas, and they're just going to be cleaning sites up, which is step one. You, you just got to get all the ash and the coal and the debris and the non-salvageable stuff off the property to see what you have. Most of the foundations, the footings, the slabs are, are wasted. They're gone. I won't be able to salvage those. So the Happy Jack rescue effort is ongoing. If there's anything we can do to help you all in interpreting your insurance claim or your adjuster's first estimate please get in touch with us we are contemplating mobilizing a team to go up there and see if we can help put a couple of those homes back together so the staycation winner this weekend yeah probably they just left yesterday probably drove through happy jack or near there he could have gone through happy jack to get to snowflake they stayed at the heritage inn bed and breakfast great little intimate place to stay uh, great custom Custom uh, breakfast. Pioneer House. Pioneer House. Lots of great Arizona State Parks close by. They could visit uh, Fool's Hollow Lake, Lyman Lake. Drove a little edge up there. Um, had books by Roger Naylor and Arizona Highways. Yeah, you can go ahead and start putting in. June just got drawn for the Lazy Trout Cabin. Um, up in Heber? In Heber. Okay. They got the Lazy Bear Cabin. Fantastic. Oh, that's a Greer, and then Heber is where you're putting yes, in for now. Yes, right. Exactly. Snowflake now. Ben Greer. That's ben the Sanderson Heber. Ford, Rosie on the House, Arizona Staycation. You can only register at one place. That's rosieonthehouse.com.